distasteful, out of order, and just plain wrong. No, it's not the Spanish FA. It's the Sunday League podcast and their views on another week of Premier League football. Firstly, a man who's verbal abuse of a young winger only makes them more likely to score. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, guys. Uh, uh, still living on uh, winning last week's five-a-side against you two, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I've been telling everyone I've been walking past in the street and getting a few pats on the back. <laughs> but uh, no, unfortunately, I can't make it to you, uh, play you this week. But uh, might give either of you a chance to freshen up a little. So, uh, yeah, no, good week. Thanks. So if there's no father's side, does that mean there's a call in? Yeah, I'll drink for you two this week. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll have three call-ins. <laughs> Secondly... A man whose long-anticipated return to Sunday League football occurred at the weekend, made even more special after eight pints of cider the night before. Adam, how are you doing? Much better now compared to what I was on Sunday morning, that's for sure. Um, it was a hard slog, but luckily Luke woke me up bright and breezy. Um, made it down there. I think I played about 12 minutes. Longer uh, than normal then? It, yeah, longer than normal. and uh, I didn't get brought off. Uh, and apparently, I made I, I made myself busy. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad. Does thing. it be around you? <laughs> uh, but all in all, doing well. Um, yesterday, played squash for the second time in uh, as many weeks, Ooh. winning that one as well. So currently unbeaten at the minute with squash. You're an athlete. <laughs> this is all getting you in shape. What is it? Euro twenty. 2024 at the end of the season and you can see the push coming now <laughs> yeah well the problem is Scott you know going back on last week when he had all these offers coming through the post a lot of them wanted me to do a fitness test um, so I had to decline those clubs and go to the Sunday League club that I played for in the past as an arm worth it <laughs> so is, is the reason Jota's left Saudi already due to you going there soon that um, it was part of like contract uh, negotiations, and because I couldn't make it, it, it is failing a bit now. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Uh, well, like Dan mentioned, Mitt Harris, we're squaring off for one last week at uh, five aside. Um, the good news is I'm not on your team this week, so um, maybe I've got a chance, or maybe you've got a chance. Who knows? It's my last week of five aside, so I can't wait. Um, so no, no beers for us, no beers for us. Um, boys, just before we move on to uh, the, the the review of last week's game. I just wanted to give a quick. We're trying to use our social media platform to get the podcast going. Uh, I think we saw the the best and the worst of uh, social media over the weekend with a, a Norwich fan. Um, I think his name's Westy. Who a brave lad did an interview. Did an interview for the local TV um, on his prediction how Norwich were doing for the season, and he just got a load of abuse. Um, a load of abuse on social media for what he looked like. Uh, now, the good news is, the good news is what then happened on social media was uh, everybody rallied around him. So he wanted to raise 500 quid for charity uh, to do a marathon. And I think the last time I looked, it's up at 45 grand. Um, Norwich have given him a, a free shirt. They've given him a box to the game. Wembley have offered him tickets to go and watch England. So it's, it's good to see social media, you know, just doing a bit of positive stuff once in a while. So I just wanted to bring that up, given, uh, given what we're trying to do, I suppose. Um, yeah. Nice one, Westy. Oh, keep going, Westy. Anyway, on to last week's football, boys. Let's start with uh, Saturday's late game, where a Julian Alvarez and a defensive Man City saw off Newcastle 1-0. Uh, 
Dan, just how much respect did Man City pay to Newcastle? But they, uh, I think I was worrying for Man City a little bit because all the reports in the week was uh, Guardiola coming out moan, moaning a little, which I didn't expect to him saying that they didn't have really time to train before the game. So I thought, oh, this is a- absolute tactical uh, games against uh, Eddie Howe. But yeah, well, I was proven so wrong when uh, the game started. Uh, Man City were just the Man City that we all know absolute controlled the game and probably the reason why they're favourites to win the league again I think Newcastle were everyone's not surprised started from the first game of the week but shocked at how easily they brushed aside Aston Villa and I think we were all eager to see how competitive these two teams were against one another so yeah to to notice that Newcastle didn't manage a shot on target until the 70th minute just proved how dominant Man City are. Uh, great strike from uh, Alvarez and just shows how, uh, what is it, not not versatile, but uh, out, they don't just rely on Erling Haaland, do they? It's it's quite straightforward to say that Erling Haaland's the main man and he is. And everyone also was wondering about the De Bruyne injury, but no, I was very surprised to see how easily uh, Man City did win this game. Despite it only being 1-0, I thought they were pretty comfortable overall, so. Harris, uh, you enjoyed it with a few friends, if I remember right, watching this game. Um, Man City are always going to win? Yeah, I'll start with Bill and Ben. I think that was the names. Can't remember. Both very aggressive Geordies sat at the uh, Market <laughs> Tavern. If you've not been to the Market Tavern in Leicester, I recommend it. It's one of the best bars in this in the city. So, yeah, get, get down there again. It's not another link for a sponsorship deal, but yeah, market to have in Leicester. Um, no, I mean, every time Newcastle attacked, the, these two uh, Geordies got out of their, their, their seats. And I, I didn't quite get it. I thought that they had no end end product. Uh, they got to the final third and it would just go backwards. Um, I don't know if that was Man City just defending really well. But I do think Man City made Newcastle look better in that game with the the attacking front. Um, I think Man City didn't really try hard enough or take take them to it. I thought. They, I think you always been... feel like Man City can step it up another gear if they need to, if that makes sense. Yeah, but... and I think that's what they were doing, Dan. I think it was like, oh yeah, it's only one nil. We'll kind of let Newcastle in this, but we know secretly that we can just turn it on at any point and just crush you. Uh, I, I kind of thought it was a bit of a dull game, uh, but yeah. I was very intoxicated at the time uh, and it was only getting worse for me from there. Was that the best part? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right there, Harris. There was a lot of, lot of hype for the game, but um, well, it wasn't that great to watch, was it? I mean, we'd just come back from watching Leicester, um, who seemed to play very similar football to Man City, just a lot worse, but the, the style is 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 a similar thing. It's not it's not great to watch, is it? It's not great to watch it live, it's not great to watch it on the telly. Yes, it wins. Um, but I'm not sure you class it as entertainment. But you know the other team to attack. no De Bruyne, no De Bruyne. Um they obviously went to penalties in Europe in Athens in the week, and the Man City machine just seems to roll on, doesn't it? So, you know, if you're if you're a Man City fan, I think they'll probably be after a few more signs as well. We've got a new mate from Uncle Tony later, I think. Um, anyway, uh, Saturday's tea time kickoff 
saw Spurs see off a sluggish Man United, showing no hurry, no problem. Adam, who finishes higher this season? Well, on, on that performance, it, Spurs looked really good. Um, I'm, I'm su- just as surpri- surprised as you. I thought with no Harry Kane, they, they wouldn't get anywhere, but they they were the they were the dominant side in that. That's all I could really remember of it. I thought Man, Manu uh, Fernandez had that chance early on where he should have scored the header. I think he put it over the bar. That that would have changed the game off the bat. Uh, I, I just don't think Manu have got. They're, they're definitely missing something. I don't quite know what. I, I, I don't think Casemiro has got it this year. I think he's, he's going to find out. Yeah, it's to wait. And that happens to everyone. You know, I've struggled with that in the past. Um, the, the weight does get to you and it affects you. You'd have been on the plane to Saudi if you were on weight. <laughs> no, definitely. definitely. I mean, credit to Spurs, dominated the game. Uh, I don't really think uh, Son had a thriller again. So... Starts contemplating taking him out of the uh, team. But Madison had to get injured, didn't he? Because he gets injured every other game. Yeah, true. Yeah. I think I'll have to take him out, if I'm honest. I mean, the own goal for Martinez was fantastic. Uh, (laughs) That is definitely something that I would have ended up doing on Sunday League. Yeah, it's great because I've got him in my dream team as well. So, uh... (laughs) fantastic result for Spurs. Dan Manu against Wolves didn't look brilliant. I mean, they certainly didn't look brilliant against Spurs either. Has Ten Hag really done much? You know, what's the long-term plan here? Well, it's surprising you say that because I thought exactly the same. And then I was I was uh, looking at something the other day and it was managers of their first 40 Premier League games and they had got the list of all the managers in the first 40 league games and Guardiola was top with the most and Ten Hag was second. So people saying that Manchester United aren't progressing under Ten Hag. Obviously, you look from an outsider and they, they, I agree, they don't look like they're... Well, especially from those first two games of the season, it's worrying because Tottenham, you thought, were the ones that were going to be struggling without Kane. Uh, but, yeah, they just... You see uh, the attitude of Rashford playing up front. He doesn't want to play up front. But when you're the best player in that team, you have to adapt and... I don't know. I'm now contemplating why they've signed a young lad for 70 million that isn't even match fit. Like it's it. It's not like we know a lot about him. It's not like a Lewandowski that you've spent 70 million on that you know is going to bang in goals. So they've put a lot of pressure on a young lad now. To as soon as he comes into that team, that Manchester United ne- team needs to be hitting the heights of what Manchester United should. So yeah, there's a lot of improvement needs to be made and like if you ask me that question of what you just asked Adam then from that game you've got to go and say that Tottenham will finish above uh, there's a lot more positivity coming from that Tottenham team under this uh, Postacoglu or then then there is the Ten Hag at the moment so yeah it's oh. it's worrying at the moment I watched the weekend uh, and what was it Mount Casemiro, uh, Fernandez in the middle of the park, and I reckon you know it's legs. Obviously, like they're trying to be what but skulls keen. I reckon but skulls and keen have still got more pace in the legs than those three. So I don't know. It's awfully slow. Right, so whether this young lad comes in and they change it up, who knows? But at the moment, it's, it's not very progressive. 
Anyway, Super Sunday saw 10-man West Ham show the amount of money you spend isn't the be-all and end-all. What did you make of Chelsea, Dan? Oh, uh, well, I was sorry. I thought you were going to ask me more about West Ham at first, but... uh... Yeah, no, I was I was shocked. Uh, I think I got banker of Chelsea after the first game of the week. I was like, they actually played decent, nice football uh, against uh, Liverpool. But I think it was it was the penalty miss, wasn't it, that was the big point. And I've seen a, uh, I've watched it afterwards again, and I don't get why Nicholas Jackson's turned down that penalty. I don't get why any striker does. I know. I just don't understand it because that would have changed the momentum of the game. And I honestly think not taking it away from I've I slagged off teams in the past on here, and I think so. I'm not going to take anything away from West Ham. I think if Chelsea went two one up, they'd they'd have gone and won the rest of this game. To be honest, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised because I don't really have much to say about that because I'm still flabbergasted by how they didn't. Go and win that. I'm I'm expecting them to go another level every week just because of the amount of talent they are signing. But I watched it and I thought that Casado is not even worth ten million after that performance. Yeah, had a dreadful performance, didn't he? Yeah, gives away the penalty. And uh, I thought Lucas Paqueta had him in his back pocket. He was winding him up every time he touched the ball. Probably that he'd got a bet on himself. But uh, yeah, no, no. And I thought I'd said it before, and I thought. James Ward-Prowse was just a player that uh, was just of uh, free kicks and everything, but then went and proved me wrong with two assists. So uh, well, one was from a corner, weren't it? So yeah, but yeah, and yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, and then West Ham still seemed to go probably play the better football once uh, Eager had been sent off. So yeah, yeah, I, I think Chelsea will come and bounce back, but it, it's going to be a longer, longer procedure than what we think, isn't it? Well, obviously, Harris, you think Chelsea are going to win the league. Um, so, they've signed another striker today, I think. So, um, yeah. well, you did 12 minutes on Sunday. How much, how much are Chelsea going to pay for you? They're, they're starting to make me look like a fool. Um, I, I I do well to make myself look like a fool every week. Um, I'm, a, I'm a funny guy, and I admit that. But Chelsea are the laughing stock here, you know, that... After the start that West Ham had, losing uh, Declan Rice and their friendlies have not been that good, I'm sure there was shouts that they wanted David Moyes out. They drew the first game against Bournemouth. But beating their you know, local rivals 3-1 will do wonders for Moyes' career because it's uh, it, it's going to give him that extra week, I think. Uh, the signings of Ward-Prowse has been fantastic. That's he. He's a great player. He he would. I reckon he could have got in any Premier League side, um, and he he what? proved his worth with his assist that he did. Two assists. Isn't that so, good? No, I, I I think he is. I I reckon he's. I reckon he's a good 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 midfielder. I'd say he'd definitely get in the Chelsea side. I reckon he could have easily got in the uh, Liverpool side, Man U side. Could have done with him in there. Um, Are we talking about James Ward-Prowse? Yeah, dead ball. There's nobody better, is there? Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Scott. And I, I knew you'd agree with that. You chewing drinking. <laughs> Dead ball, that man, free kick corners, obviously pens, whatever. He's best he's been the best he's the best taker in years in the So who are you taking out of that Chelsea squad to put James Ward Prowse in? Obviously, you can't have twelve just so he can take billion the... pounds. 
What's another midfielder? They spent a billion pounds. What's another one? Could Fernandez, the guy that missed the penalty. Oh, yeah. oh, fair enough. You win the battle. Yeah, he's scored a goal yet, has he, that lad? <laughs> no, I, I, I just think it's... I, I honestly thought that Chelsea were going to do a bit better this year. I thought having a bad season, what they had, and I thought that the Liverpool result was going to be a, a, a good step for them, seeing as it's Liverpool and you didn't lose, you, but you didn't win. So it's it perfect. But losing to West Ham, it's just no fight there. I think we're writing them off very early. It's, oh, yeah. No, I'm not I'm not writing them off. But like Scott said, I tipped them to finish top. Yeah, that was... Yeah. And at the minute, I, don't, I think they'll struggle to get the top four. And I think Pochettino needs to take his time, doesn't he? Wherever he's done, he likes a bit of time. Uh, just yeah. to mould a squad. The problem is that Chelsea, now I know they've got new owners, but it doesn't seem like the models change. They don't give managers a lot of time. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. You know, if they are mid-table, say, in, in November, what are they doing with Pochettino? Do they believe in him? Or, or are they going on to the next bloke? It'd be interesting to see. Scott, yeah, I mean, you just write down, though, uh, Adam's changed for, in two weeks. <laughs> He's gone from Chelsea being champions of the league to now struggling to make the top four. <laughs> we'll draw it down somewhere. <laughs> Sunday's early kickoff saw Aston Villa put Everton to the sword. Um, Dan, how worried should Everton fans be? Oh, Jesus Christ, this is very worrying time to them. I, I don't I was listening to something and it was, uh, these could better Derby's record. <laughs> they are so bad. I don't get... They rush Calvert-Lewin back every time. I've seen it. He started the game. I, I don't think he's ever match fit when he goes back into that Everton team because they panic putting him back in. Uh, I mean, he was yeah. a bit unlucky with his injury this time, weren't he? He fractured yeah. his cheekbone. Like. Yeah, but, but, but what, I will say on, what I will say on this is they, they've never got a backup striker. Yeah. They, they've been on him so much. Neil Moonpie. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, uh, don't get me wrong. I think that Aston Villa side, af- after the first week, they obviously got hammered by Newcastle. But uh, I think this was always, I'm not saying we were expecting a 4-0 win, but we knew what Villa were capable of. They've got a, they've got a very good team at the moment. And Ollie Watkins, uh, I, th- I know we're, they've uh, won in the week, didn't they, as well in Europe. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're basing this on a team of very, they're very good players now. Douglas Louise in midfield is a great player. He used to be at Man City, didn't he? So, yeah. Uh, how yeah. high? How high can Villa finish this week, uh, Adam? No, I mean I'm I'm very surprised at how they've reacted from the the five one loss at uh, Newcastle first game of the season. Was five one? Yeah, it was five. Yeah. Um. And they've managed to claw back the goal difference, and they've done it at the right time because doing it at home against Everton is is great. Um, I am I do think this is Everton's season to go down, and I think I have tipped them to go down as well. Villa, it unfortunately I can't really say much on them, Scott, because of as because of how they lost the first game and then they've turned it around. To me, they they're sitting still tenth and ninth where I predicted them to to finish. Um, as we game week 10 I'll probably give you a different answer if it's carry on playing the way they are I mean beating Hibs in the week 5-0 great 
I could do that with my Sunday league side. So I'm not I'm not giving them that much. Sorry, Hibs fans. Yeah. <laughs> the only criticism that I will have, and it's only because I've really looked at it in depth, is I think their kit's disgusting. I just <laughs> that sponsor, and I like the classic badge, this circle badge thing. I just don't get this at all. I, yeah, not a nice kit. Ah, oh, yeah. So you've already given them a load of stick for where they were going to finish in the league. Now you don't like their kit either. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, uh, I don't think I had Everton to go down, but if I was a Wolves fan um, after their result at the weekend, um, I'd take a bit of heart from just how bad Everton are because maybe you're in with a chance. Because um, It makes that game... Oh, oh, I know, obviously, we're talking three weeks in, but that game this weekend is massive yeah. already. Yeah. Two really bad sides, aren't they? Anyway, Monday night football saw Arsenal squeeze past Crystal Palace in a bit of a dull but very important game. Um, refreshingly, the time-wasting cards kept coming um, and we saw, saw what I thought was a, a good red card, but it's an important <laughs> win for Arsenal, Harris. But what did you make of the red? I I think I think you're being extremely harsh here, Scott, saying it, it's a red. I, the... The the booking thing, okay. I've I've now read into that more, and it started from the goal kick, I believe, that was happening yeah. prior. It then went for the throw in and Havertz. Um, so the booking the booking is what it is. It's just unfortunate that he was the player that got it because he had the ball in his hands. Yeah. But it would have happened to any Arsenal player at that point. For the for the second booking, that is a soft booking. That is there's not even like a pullback, not even a pullback on his shirt. It's literally just a hand on his back and he goes down. And I, I I believe that was ridiculous. And I'm not luckily it didn't affect it didn't affect the game and made our Palace get back in it. And I'm sure more Arsenal fans would have been fuming if that was the case. Especially if it gets to the end of the season, say Arsenal at the top again, and they miss out because of that red card had cost them against uh, Palace. So yeah, I think I think the referees need to take a look at themselves and maybe change the rule on VAR with bookings that you can oh, probably no. review it. We don't want more VAR. <laughs> our, our thing, to be fair, if the lad hadn't been booked and he makes that foul, especially the pace the winger's going at, and the referee gave him a yellow, everyone would go, oh, that's a yellow card. What do you make of it, Dan? Yeah, well, I've uh, heard that they're even thinking of bringing in a third card, aren't they? Like... Uh... A warning to the red card, but uh, <laughs> I don't know how much that will. Uh, I know, I know, you don't like talking about VAR, but the third card's a different discussion, I think. So, oh, I, I thought, don't get me wrong, I'm a player that likes to go. I, I'm a player of old times when I, I like to make a meal of things, but that one, I don't even know if I could dive over and fall over at that one. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, no. I'd just like to shout out there to Eddie Nketiah. I think he's been absolute. I know at the start of the season, I was, I didn't even class him as a Premier League striker. I still see him as the Eddie Nketiah that was uh, at loan at Leeds. Just don't think he's good enough for the Premier League, but he's absolute running that front, uh, the front line for Arsenal. Just superb player. While, especially while Jesus is injured, I think winning that, uh, the penalty. Yeah, he's, He's stepping in and filling in the boots just perfectly for a minute. And yeah, the Arsenal of old school, they'd have, they'd have drew that and that's two points lost if they uh, had of. But 
No, it's not. It's nice to see because I want I want a title race again for whoever it is. But uh, it's nice for the neutral fan, isn't it? Yeah, fingers fingers crossed we get a title race. Eh? One one uh, one fact that I think I've seen this weekend, and I don't know if it ties in from when Patrick Vieira left. I can't quite remember when he went, but apparently that is just the um, second time they've had three points taken off them since January. Well, quite impressive for a, yeah. a Palace side. When you think I know that they still. hadn't lost at home. I don't think so. I think that was the first time under Roy Hodgson they'd lost at home. You know, since he's been reappointed, I think. Yeah. So, oh, it's a tough place to go, in. And I've got to be honest, I, I love what their fans do there. I think some people give them a bit of stick for what it looks like. But I love the fact that they just don't stop singing and uh, make a real atmosphere every game. I, I love that. So I've got to be honest. Yeah, it's a good place to go. Okay, boys, on to the weekend that's coming up. Uh, where should we start? Let's start with you, Adam. What's one game that you're looking forward to this weekend? Oh, well, you know, off air we discussed this, Scott, and I just hope you respect my views this week because uh, it beat me up a bit earlier. So uh, I'm going to go... I think I'm going to go for an easy one. I'm going to go Everton Wolves just because of the type of game that it's going to be. Uh, six pointer, got to get that uh, the gap in between the two. Um, with Calvert Lewin being injured, I don't think that Dan Jume is going to do much for them. And Wolves, they just need to kind of play like they did against Man United because how they played last week was uh, diabolical. Um, so they need to they need to change it up. But as much as it's the game to watch, I have predicted a one-one in this uh, in this game. It is a massive game, to be fair. I know it's, like Dan said earlier, it's the third week of the season, but you just know, and I think fans of both teams probably know as well, that these teams are going to be near the bottom of the league at the bottom of the season, aren't they? Um, Dan, what do you reckon for that game of the weekend? Yeah, I, well, I don't see either team scoring. Wolves are having a hat full of shots and uh, they're, well, they're not scoring enough, are they? And Everton, I just don't, I don't think they'll score this this side of Christmas. So, uh, yeah, I've gone uh, nil-nil on this one. I think it'll be a real real ball draw, to be honest. But I also think it's a, if the teams draw as well, it's a, it's a bad... It's two points dropped for either team because I know, like we've said already, it's third game of the season, but they're losing ground on everyone else in that league already. And 18 teams are better than those two teams. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, it's I, going to be a long season for those. I, I think someone will nick it. I do I just have this feeling someone's going to nick this game. Um, I've got to be honest, I've gone with Everton. I've gone Everton 1-0. Yeah. Um, but it could it could easily be Wolves. But I've gone Everton 1-0. I just think it's a massive game. Dan, your standout game of the weekend? Uh, I've had to go Newcastle-Liverpool on... Uh, is it Monday or Sunday? I don't, I don't know. Sunday, isn't it? Ah, sorry, sorry Sunday, yeah. Uh, just think, especially... Uh, with they're probably the best of the best of the rest of the top four, aren't they? They're both going to be going for it at the end of the season. So, like, uh, uh, forget about Newcastle's last game, but Liverpool are an interesting side. Attackingly, they're flying, aren't they? So, I will just be excited to watch this game. I think either team could win it. I don't, I don't not fancy Liverpool's chances to win at St James's Park, but. 
we all know St. James's Park can be a fortress when those uh, Geordies are on your back. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. What do you reckon uh, score Dan? I've gone for Liverpool to nick it. Uh, 2-1 away and uh, Liverpool, uh, the Scousers will be coming home happy. That'd be a great result if they can, I tell you that. Uh, Harris, what do you reckon? I've gone 1-1 uh, in this game. I think uh, I think Callum Wilson's going to get one. Um especially when Liverpool seems to concede. So, yeah, I'm going to keep this one simple and say 1-1 Liverpool-Newcastle. I'm going to go. It's the last game I'll be watching on British TV, uh, last Premier League game. So, I'm going to reckon it's a cracker belter. I reckon there'll be a penalty missing there somewhere and it's going to end in a Desmond. 2-2. They'll lift their shirt up with Scott Kupoditch on it. <laughs> uh, for me, boys, I mean, look, you picked, you've both picked this, the real standout games, haven't you? Um, the one I'm going to mention, I think, is uh, Brighton-West Ham. Um, it's probably the yeah. third game of the weekend. Brighton have had a, a storming start to the season. Um, obviously lost a load of players, but just seemed to replace them. This Ferguson seems like the new lad, doesn't he, up top? Um, uh, it'll be interesting. Like, they, I think they're top of the league at the moment. How long can they keep it going for? Are they the next Leicester City? Um, but West Ham, obviously, coming off... Uh, Coming off a good result against Chelsea, they obviously nicked a point against Bournemouth. Well, I think Bournemouth nicked a point against them, if I remember right, in their, the first week. So, West Ham seems to have a bit of form behind them as well. So, I think it could be a good game down there. Um, I'm going to go with Brighton. I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton. What do you reckon, Harris? Yeah, I'm going to join you on that one, Scott. I'm going to go 2-1 Brighton. I think uh, I think they've just got a bit more class about West Ham. and But I could be proved wrong. Um after Ward Prowse's performance at the weekend, he, uh-huh. he could swing this the other way, but I have gone a Brighton win. Uh, Dan, what do you reckon? Sorry, I'm literally just changing my uh, prediction because uh, I'd originally put uh, 2-0, but uh, I'm going to go uh, 3-0 with this one. Uh, yeah, I've, I've really been watching this uh, Brighton team, especially under Zerbi. I think it is, it's one of those uh, teams that everyone kind of likes watching now, don't they? They're exciting to watch. There's scoring goals quite freely. So, yeah, I don't I don't see him slipping up here against West Ham, albeit their win at the weekend. So, I've gone 3-0, uh, Brighton. Matoma hat-trick. Oh, wow. That might be my dream team. Um, so, boys, we obviously make predictions in every game and uh, our predictions will be all over social media so everyone can catch up with them. Now, Harris, you came up with a scoring system for these predictions. Um, and obviously... Sure for, for listeners of Series 1, you'll know that um, I am the current champion. Um, the bad news is, after two weeks, I'm bottom of the league, boys. Um, Dan, you're top. Sure. Uh, you've got a small small margin of victory over Harry. So, we'll keep going. Don't worry, obviously, uh, the cream always rises to the top by the end of the season. So, you know, don't need to really worry about that. <laughs> Okay, boys, let's talk fantasy football next. Um, probably probably not good news for you guys. Um, I've had to scroll a long way down. Mm, second bottom, Dan. Oh, yeah. no. I know, it's not started well. I've had a few injuries in there, a few uh, Lissandro Martinez getting the own goal and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm not... Uh, too happy about talking about it, Scott. To be honest, uh, I'm I'm <laughs> contemplating whether to take minus points of get rid of players this week, or maybe even go for the wild card already. But uh, no, I don't want to press the 
I don't want to press the panic button just yet. So, uh, well, let's. Uh, I'm coming for Tom Harris. Don't worry. I, I see he's top of the league, but we, yeah. you need to do something, Dan, because that's shocking, mate. That is awful. I mean, I wouldn't get too. Yeah, that. it is. Uh, Diego's donkeys are one place higher. <laughs> yeah, but I've got a green tick next to mine saying I'm on the rise. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for Odegaard scoring that penalty for Arsenal, I think I would have got less points than Wops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a bad week. A bad week for most people last week. Surely. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, if I'm you did get a good week, I'm settled in at mid table. But like you just mentioned, it's Thomas Harris once again. Just just won the game week uh, by a couple of points, sixty points, which doesn't seem that much. Like you say. I think it was a bit of a tough week for a lot of people. And he's top top of the overall league as well on 147. So I reckon 147, you can get that back on a good week. So um, if you've not joined yet, it's probably still worth joining. You can definitely beat uh, can definitely beat the Diego Donkeys down there at the bottom. So um, yeah. if you're listening and you're not involved yet, make sure you join the league. Um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Boys, I hope Sebastian starts performing and knocks Tom off the top because he's just embarrassing me here. <laughs> we've spoke about spoke about fantasy football let's speak about Super 6 I mean this is what the podcast is all about it's all about the predictions isn't it um, so I mean at least this week I won I won um, I know it says there was two people joined with me but they weren't I won my name's at the top <laughs> um, so, last names last names start <laughs> yeah my surname starts with a C there we go I'm top anyway so uh no, I got four correct results, zero correct scores, and that that won our league. Um, me, myself, uh, and I. No, and uh, Jack Hughes yeah. and Jamie Stewart both got the same. So, boys, you've got you got some work to do as well down there. Um, just struggling down the bottom again. So, yeah, <laughs> career, Harris. You know, you got you got to focus a bit more. I think. Um, it, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, Scott. Yeah. But again, plenty of time for people to join. We're not that. We're only two weeks in, and uh, I promise the scores aren't that high. They're not that high. So uh, come along and get involved. Okay, boys, let's talk. Uh, let's talk our, our banker of the weekend. Uh, it's named the Tony Treble in honor of my uncle Tony and my auntie Pakatar. Um, but both of them just totally unrelated to anyone that plays football. Um, Let's speak about last week first. Uh, Dan, Forrest won. Uh, they scored late, but they did win on Friday. Uh, Villa obviously smashed it on Sunday for me. Now, Harris, you said Spurs would win on your Tony treble. But then you bottled it and went back to the draw. So that means yeah. you know, me and Dan are two from two on the treble, but you're not for two and you're really struggling. You are really yeah. struggling. You're really... You know, have to come costing second. our listeners money. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you taking us this week then, Harris? Where's the money coming in this week? Well, at the uh, at the interval, I've managed to just uh, speak to Rachel and said, look, I'm struggling. Can you pick a team for me, please? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I went, Rachel, we play guest a team when I'm watching football by looking at the uh, the scoreboard. So you tell me who you want me Can't to pick. Can't be much worse than them. you. <laughs> <laughs> so she went, oh, what's that stupid team called? Wednesday, something Wednesday. I went, all right, I'll go Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, so instead, I've just looked at the league table and they're rock bottom, zero wins from three, and uh, playing Cardiff at the weekend. So, you can tell she's partnering you. 
<laughs> so hopefully Aaron Ramsey baby doesn't score another rocket and Chef Wednesday uh, win. So I've gone Sheffield Wednesday on this one. Crikey. Oh, God. Dan, what's the point? Where are you going? Well, I've backed to, well, within our own uh, lads bet the last two weeks, I've backed our boys. So I'm, I'm going to let the listeners join in on our bet this week. So I've gone for Leicester City to win away at Rotherham again this week. Uh, carry on the 100% uh, Moresco's men's carrying on that form. So, yeah, Leicester to win. Well, that's put the mockers on that, then, isn't it? So Leicester lose at the weekend. Um, I've Wednesday. said it the last two weeks and it happened, Scott. Jeff don't don't get disheartened yet. I'll tell you what, for anyone that's looking for a Premier League team to win in an absolute bank, get yourselves on Brentford. Um, that's where I'm going this weekend. And, and they're, they're not going to let you down, unlike uh, unlike the others. So, yeah, we'll get it off on the <laughs> social media. No, this has got to be the week. We've been two from three the last two weeks. We're due. We are due. So, this week is it, even though Sheffield Wednesday look like they've got no chance and Dan has jinxed Leicester, <laughs> jinxed Leicester City. But I promise this week is the week. This week is the week. It is this week. Huh? Boys, just one last thing this week. Um, back by popular demand, it's the uh, Sunday League mystery footballer. And I've got to be honest, I've started the season with a bit of an easy one. Um, Harris, if you can't get this one, you'll never get any. Um, he started his career at Arsenal in 1985 and played there for 12 years. After a year at Middlesbrough, he made over 100 appearances for Aston Villa. He also had successful stints at Portsmouth okay, and Walsall. He's also on TV nowadays for all kinds of reasons. And his love for CBD treatment seasons regularly advertising it on social media. Now, I don't want you to tell me the answer now. We'll get, reveal it next week, but surely you know this one. Yeah, I've got a big, yeah. The the second to last clue gave gave me the uh, big stint. Uh, and I've seen them a couple of times on there. Um, but, uh, but I'm again, I'm hoping, I'm thinking of the right person. What was the clue that gave it away, Harris? Uh, on TV often, for all kinds of reasons. Okay. Keep thinking. Oh, it's so obvious. So I mean, I know the answer, but oh, I'll tell you what. Good. If Dan don't get that, I'm a bit surprised because I think I do. I thought I was get. I was getting it more from the Portsmouth and Villa. I think and it isn't. It isn't Martin O'Neill talking to balls. No, it's not Martin <laughs> O'Neill talking to balls. I tell you what. I'll leave, it, I'll leave it with the both of you. We'll get it on our social media, um, so that yes. the listeners can give you a helping hand, um, and and we'll reveal the answer. We'll reveal the answer on next week's podcast. How's that sound? Yeah, Sounds good okay. to me, Scott. Okay, boys. So that's all for this week. Um, look, the Premier League's back. You know, it's back with a bang. Chelsea have bottled it already. Um, Harris has gone all over the place with his predictions. He's that worried now. He's brought his missus along to give him a go. Um, so the next time, the next time I speak to you on this, I'll, I'll be in the side of the world, boys. So um, it's good to catch up. And uh, Harris, I'll see you on the five-a-side pitch. Yeah. Cheers, Scott. All right. Take care, Scott.